0: First Samuel chapter 30 and verse 19. It was two weeks ago, uh, actually three weeks ago, I believe it was, that we began teaching on spiritual warfare during our prayer services. And, uh, prayer is an integral part to spiritual warfare. Okay. And so uh, don't, uh, uh, don't be surprised. We believe by the timeline. Of events in the last couple of weeks, uh, that it was two weeks ago, uh, that we have, we were potentially all exposed to the virus in our prayer meeting. Uh, we don't know who brought the virus. Just because we know who first was tested, don't, don't necessarily mean that was the person that spread it. It could have been, uh, possibly, but it could have been somebody else as well. The point being is the enemy hit us where he knew or where he thought that it would hurt us the most. And that was in our prayer meetings. And if you don't think it was a spiritual attack manifested in the natural, just like we talked about and just like we preached and just like we taught just a few weeks ago, then you don't have your eyes open, my friend. Uh, listen to me. We talked about how that the enemy don't play fair and he fights in the natural. And he uses circumstances and he manipulates things and he uses sickness and all these uh, things that affect our physical body. He uses these things. Uh, 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 Jesus, the, uh, the word even called uh, the, the sickness, a the work of the devil. Okay, uh, I know it's a result of the curse of sin, but ultimately the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of the things he uses is sickness against God's people and against humanity in general. I'm just calling it like it is. So I'm telling you, as soon as we begin to teach on spiritual warfare, our faith started to be tested. And yes, God is ultimately in control, and God is sovereign, and he'll play the devil like a puppet. Uh, the devil has to get permission from God to even touch us. And You've got to remember that though Satan may be attacking. Listen, you remember when Jesus and Peter were having a conversation and Jesus told Peter, he said, now uh, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. And the next thing boggles the mind of the theologian. The next thing Jesus said, well, let me tell you what Jesus didn't say. Jesus didn't say to the devil, no, you can't have access to Peter what why didn't jesus stop the attack of the devil (laughs) amen i'll tell you why because jesus knew peter's faith needed testing anyway and so and jesus knew that all his prayers would be answered so jesus said hmm i'll tell you what i'll do all right devil you go ahead And you put Peter to the test, and I'll pray, and ain't a thing you can do to rob him of his faith. Because what Jesus prayed for Peter was not that he would avoid the trial, but that his faith would remain. That his faith would remain. And sometimes we want God to take away the sickness, but what if God, rather, is building up our faith so that we can face a bigger giant down the road that we're going to need the faith to face, somebody, somebody say amen right there. So we need to thank God that he's sovereign and that he uses even an enemy's attack to turn it around and give us a victory that we didn't know or see coming. Amen. So you've got to have faith that we know that all things work together for good. Okay. Now watch your Bible. First Samuel. Chapter 30 and verse number 19. The Bible said, and there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. David recovered All, And that's the word I'm speaking over you today in the name of Jesus Christ. By the help of Almighty God, I am determined, Washington Heights Baptist Church, that we shall recover all that the enemy has stolen from us. Somebody just go ahead and say amen right there. Now let me read you my devotion. The Amalekites had invaded David's small hometown while he was out doing battle elsewhere and had stolen their wives, sons, daughters, livestock, and whatever else they wanted to take with them for spoil. In like manner, it seems that our enemy still focuses On our areas of weakness and vulnerability. While we are focused strong on one front. The enemy hits us where we are least covered. And least protected. When we let our guard down. And admittedly we may have let our guard down church. In fact we let our guard down. We didn't see it coming. But listen to be honest. It is difficult to cover all the fronts when you have so many, uh, so much to protect from so many different angles. Am I making any sense to you? However, we need not be surprised by this reality. We also need not despair or give up. We ought rather to ask our Lord to teach us to war and to cover all the bases so that our enemy can't find a single breach of security through which he can come in and attack amen church but and if the enemy happens to slip through a breach in the wall the good news is that god can help you recover what was lost just as he did for david somebody say amen right there all right now let me read on I may be writing, I may be speaking rather to someone right now who feels like you were hit by the enemy from an angle that caught you totally off guard. And in the process of that attack, the enemy took something very precious from you. Whatever the loss was, please allow me to remind you that God is a God of restoration. That God allowed David to pursue the enemy and to recover all, A-L-L, that was lost. And God can do the same for you. Amen. Now, I'm a realist. So let's be balanced. For example, when Job lost all that he had, including his children, including his children, God restored unto Job Twice as much as he had before. So, did God restore all that was lost? Well, the answer is yes and no. Let me explain. God did restore unto Job twice as much as he had before. But God did not raise his children whom he had lost back up from the dead. Okay? So in other words, you may not always get back exactly what was lost, but God can bring restoration back in ways that speak volumes, which is at bare minimum, what I would call the dynamic equivalent of, if not more than what was lost. Amen. This means that God cares for your pain and your loss and wants to do a work of restoration. Amen, church. So let me ask you a question. Will you allow God to teach you and to guide you on how you can go down into the enemy's camp and take back what was stolen from you? When you're fighting God's battles on His behalf, you may experience a few casualties and losses along the way, but He compensates you excuse me he compensates you very well for doing so you can rejoice today in knowing that all is not lost because all is not yet restored but soon shall be amen did you hear that last part all may not all is not lost because all is not yet restored listen you may have lost something but god ain't done yet Amen. Just because you're in loss today don't mean you're going to remain in loss. Listen. Let the God of restoration do a new thing in your life. Let him show you how that he can take something awful and make it beautiful. Let him show you how well his grace works in adverse circumstances. Can somebody give me an amen today? I'm trying to encourage you that all is not lost just because it's lost today. Listen. Some of you have lost your health. Some of you have lost your strength. Some you have lost uh, your will to go on but i'm speaking to you that god wants to restore all that is lost today and if you will anchor your hope and your faith in the word of god then god can restore all let me tell you what the bible said in the book of Psalm chapter number 119 and verses 49 and 50 as we close. The Bible says, Remember the word unto thy servant unto which thou hast caused me to hope. Listen to David praying this prayer to the Lord. Lord, do you remember that verse that I stood on? Do you remember that Bible that I declared and as a promise of God for my life? Do you remember that word I read out of your Bible and that word that preacher delivered to me that called me to hope in the word of God that caused me to hope for a better day that caused me to hope that restoration would occur, and he's asking God to remember, Lord, don't forget it is your word that caused me to get my hopes up and I'm asking you God, don't let me be disappointed because I have put my hope I've hung everything I've got on the word of God, Lord to whom shall we go for thou and thou alone hast the words of life. I mean, if we can't count on God's word, there's nothing else that we can count on. There's no one else we can go to. There's no other rock upon which we can stand. And so we will anchor our hope to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord will bring what we hope for to pass because we have stood upon his word. (laughs) Woo! The Bible says, this is my comfort in my affliction. This is my comfort in my affliction. Look. He's not even delivered yet, but he said, I'm finding great comfort in the fact that that I still have hope. I still have hope of a better tomorrow. I still have hope that God can restore. And I plead the blood of Jesus over my church right now and over my church family. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would begin to minister hope and help and healing and restoration in their health and in their finances. Lord, uh, in, in, in their circumstances and in in their relationships. God, that you would begin to reveal the goodness of God to them in such a way that it will blow their minds, oh God. Lord, help restore unto us the joy of our salvation, Lord. Restore unto us, Father, the ability to, to stand firm on your word even when all of the circumstances seem to be in direct contradiction to what it is that you have said and declared over our lives. Lord, some of us uh, are tired of hoping because we have waited so long and it's been so hard and the answer is yet deferred some people have waited so long lord the bible says that hope deferred maketh the heart sick and some of them god are heart sick today because they've been waiting and god they're almost completely out of faith they're almost completely out of joy they're almost completely out of believing that your word means what it says says what it means. But God, I pray for your restoring power today. That you would bless your people. That you would uh, give us a faith boost today from your word that you would fill us with your spirit once again. God that you would cause us to hope in your word once again and help us to stand our ground and and, and may I call it holy ground. When we stand on your word, oh God, it's holy ground. And God we reverence your word. Lord your word is so mighty that you you said that you lifted it above your own name, oh god, and lord if, if you lift your, if you exalt your word above your own name, which is the name that 's above every name, Lord, it don't get any higher than your word and Lord, I got it from good sources that 's the pages of your word that you're still on the throne, that you're still a healer that you're still a blesser that you're still a savior, and god you're still working in the earth, so Father, we pray today in the mighty in the name of Jesus, uh, that you would back hell off of our church family today, that you would back sickness off of our church family today. God, we pray for a covering over our city, oh God. Uh, we ask you for the city of Thompson and the surrounding cities, oh God, uh, that you would do a great and mighty thing, Father. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would, uh, uh, Lord, that you would rattle and shake loose the gates of hell that have imprisoned us for so long in our doubts, in our fears, uh, in our anxiety. And in our words and our dependencies on other things and other people. And God that you would loose us from our own demise. And cause us to hope in your word once again today we pray. I pray for every pastor that's discouraged. That's fighting hell by the acre. Trying to do the word of God. Trying to preach the word of God and do the work of God. God if there's a pastor listening to the sound of our voice. Or a preacher or a lay speaker. God that you would invigorate them with the precious seed of the word of God. And may you fill them with your spirit and with hope and courage once again. God, give us strength from you. Uh, Lord, it's not our strength, but it's yours. It's not our hope, but it's yours. It's not even our faith, uh, uh, but it's yours, God. Uh, and we thank you, Father, for what you're going to do. Lift us, we pray, out of the pit of despair. Set our feet upon a solid rock. Establish our goings and get us back on our way, O oh God, so that we can continue to do mighty things for the Lord, King of Kings uh, and for the Lord of Lords. And God it's not we that do it but it's you working in us and we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor and we thank you for for what you're doing and what you're going to do in jesus precious name we pray somebody say amen amen (laughs) Woo! we done got hooked up to the throne room today amen glory to god (laughs) thank you jesus for the hope of your word thank you jesus Woo! Mm. It's hard to unhitch when you get in the presence of the Lord, ain't it? Amen. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) I want to encourage you, some some of you, to do something before we get off here. Uh, and I know, I know, uh, in the, in in the Bible that the context of this scripture that I'm going to quote to you is dealing with how that the, the saints, uh, that will be in the tribulation period that get saved and, uh, and many of them are martyred. For, for, uh, for their faith. Many of them will be martyred for their faith. The uh, Bible says they overcame uh, the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. But I want you to know something. Uh, we can still today overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. We don't have to wait. <laughs> in fact, I don't plan on being in the tribulation, do you? Because I'm saved before the rapture, right? But listen, uh that's not a promise uh that's just applicable to to, to uh uh tribulation period saints. I want you to get in the practice of when you're down. To figure out something good to say about God and testify of His goodness. If you have to call somebody, if you have to text somebody, if you have to post it on Facebook and, and ask uh, and tag people on and share people, but you start testifying of the goodness of God in your life and you start pleading the blood. And what that means is you, you, as you're praying, you don't tell God that He owes you anything. God don't owe you anything. He's already given it all. What you do is you claim the blood. You say, Lord, not because of my righteousness, but because of the righteousness of your own son and what your son's blood was poured out willingly to provide for me. I ask you for your protection. I ask you for your healing. And so you start overcoming the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. And I want to encourage you today amen if you can't do anything else let me let me turn that off if you can't do anything else today but just lift up a hand and praise god amen if you can't do anything else but just figure out something good to say about god even when you're feeling down in the dumps even when you're discouraged even when you feel like you've lost your song amen you need to learn how to say you know what Uh, the lord giveth uh, and the lord taketh away blessed be the name Of the Lord, Amen, Amen, Church. And you go to praising God anyhow. You go to lifting Him up anyhow. And I'm telling you, if you learn to praise right, and if you learn to pray right, uh, you'll learn to live right, Amen. Because God will begin to move mountains that man cannot move. And I want to bless the Lord today. You know what I want to thank God for right now, Church. I'm going to thank God that we have not lost one to this uh, batch of COVID. And I'm praying and believing God that we will not lose one. Amen. I'm praying God will back it off. uh, And what damage is done will be reversed. uh, And and the plague will stay. I I plead the blood of Jesus. I claim uh, the righteousness of Jesus alone. uh, And I put my hope in God's word. And I'm praying and believing God. uh, And I'm trusting him uh, to preserve our precious people. You pray for them. The latest one I got word of is Sister Frances. And, 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 and so we're going to pray for Sister Francis as well as everybody else. That God, no matter, hey, God is no respecter of age. God is no respecter of persons, Amen. And 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 as you get older, don't you don't you dare quit praying for healing just because? Well, it's just the way of all people. We're going to get sicker and weaker, and 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 it's just the way of old people. Listen, you still understand that your that God's promises are for you right up until you breathe your very last breath. And the Bible teaches us to hope to the end. And if you're still living and breathing, you need to keep hoping, Amen. So we're going to pray and praise and trust God to do great and mighty things in our church and in our lives. Amen.